Hey, mama. Have you been considering starting a coaching business or pivoting your current business to coaching? Well, in honor of Nurse Appreciation Week this week, today I'm chatting with nurse and health and wellness coach Casey Eichels. In this episode, Casey shares about her journey to starting a coaching business, how she knew coaching was right for her, the pros and cons of one-on-one coaching versus group coaching, and so much more. If you have been wanting to learn more about starting a coaching business, this episode is just for you. All right, mama, let's get started with today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds and let's dive in. All right, today on the Mama Term Mompreneur podcast, I'm sitting down to chat with Casey Eichels, and we're going to be talking all about having a coaching business. So Casey, welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family. Awesome. Hi, I'm Casey Eichels, and I am many things. Um, I am a mom first of two um, a tween and a teen. So I'm in the thick of things there. Um, and I am married to uh, my husband for 20 years this year. So yay for us. And um, <laughs> I am have been a nurse also for 20 years. And I most recently in the last few years um, have switched over to doing some health coaching. And I focus mostly on gut health and stress-related uh, symptoms. So that's been really fun. Um, I live in Massachusetts, but I work virtually. So that's been a really interesting transition because I'm still in the hospital, um, part-time and trying to get my business going part-time. So, okay. That's awesome. And I love that even though you're pivoting from nursing, you're still applying it in your business. So that's really cool. So speaking of your business, tell us more about your coaching business. So what led you to get started with coaching and how did you actually get started? I love nursing. I love the medical field. I love conventional medicine for sort of what it is. Um, but I myself was very sick for a very long time. Really, when I look back, it was since I was a very young child. And then in my teenage years, it became more of an issue. Um, I was exhausted all of the time having you know skin issues and headaches and period issues and all these other things, seeing doctors, um, and they just never really had answers for me. It was sort of a 
pill for an ill, if you will. And I really spent 25 years or more going back and forth to different doctors and seeing specialists and all of these things, not getting answers. And eventually, my um, actually, my um, gastrointestinal doctor gave up on me and said, you know what, <laughs> kind of wiped his hands and said, I, I can't really help you. And I am going to send you to this other place. I, I really don't know what they do there. But some of my patients that I haven't been able to help have had, you know, success there. And I went there and it turned out to be a functional medicine clinic. I had never heard of functional medicine before. Um, and they kind of introduced me to the idea of these sort of subclinical labs that your doctor won't, you know, or can't do. And I found all of the answers I needed in this place. And it took me a, uh, several years to sort of piece everything together in different places. But that was really like the beginning of the spark for me, where I began to see that there was something outside of the conventional model, you know, that where there were answers. Um, the conventional medicine is great for what it's great for. But then there are also this whole other subset of things that you can do that have been used for thousands of years, some of them. And so I really, over the last few years, I decided that I then wanted to be able to do that as well. And I came across a program that allowed me to learn how to do those same lab tests for people and support a healthy lifestyle with all these other lifestyle factors that are really important. And so it got that spark, like kind of reignited for me. And um, I began to jump into that program and learn how to how to coach people with with their lifestyle factors as well. And so it's been really fun. I mean, that's I kind of got started uh, just by, by jumping in. Messy action is something I kind of teach people. So that's how I started too. I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I'm just jumping in. I'm pushing forward. And, I, and that's kind of how I got started. So I love that. I think that's kind of like what it takes to be an entrepreneur is just jumping in, not knowing everything um even for me when i first became a podcast manager like i did a course and everything but i still didn't know everything and i just I'm like you know what? i'm gonna get a client and we're gonna figure this thing out and so uh, that's how it goes and you learn along the way and everything but i think it helps if you're really passionate about what you do and like for you there's a personal you know um component to it like all that you went through, you don't want other people to go through that. So I love how you took what you went through and you decided, you know, I want to help other people so that they don't have to go through all these different doctors to try to figure out what is going on with them and everything. Yeah, it's was really important for me to begin to help people learn to shortcut a lot mm -hmm. of those steps that I had to take. But the I think the bigger driving factor for me, a lot of it is around making sure that people understand their own body. Like, how does your body work? Why does it do different things? Because when you understand why and the how a little bit, it mm -hmm. helps you then to make better decisions around everything that you're doing, you know, in your like movement or, uh, you know, drinking water, all those things. In addition to medical decisions, when you go into your doctor, you it's more of a dialogue because mm -hmm. you kind of understand what's going on. And I love that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, all of my life, I had very painful periods. And I thought that that was the norm. Like my doctors would tell me, oh, that's normal. There's not mm -hmm. anything we can do about it. 
When in reality, yeah. that's not normal. And coming to find out I had fibroids and other things going on as well. But it took me like not accepting that answer and like you kind of going on this journey, trying to figure out what is going on with my body and whatnot. And I did um, resort to alternative medicine um, and working with someone who specialized in that and really understanding like how my body works and what I should be experiencing as far as a normal menstrual cycle and everything. So I definitely can relate to that. And I think that's really important. Um, kind of like in what you do and everything is like understanding how your body actually works, not just accepting what doctors tell you, because let's be honest, they're not always forthcoming. A lot of times they tell you stuff that's going to benefit them and the hospitals and all of that. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky system. Um, you know, I mean, doctors are doing their best. They're very well trained for certain things and they're not very well trained for other things. And it doesn't mean that you don't need a doctor. You certainly should have one on your team, but mm -hmm. the idea is to have a team of people that you can go to, you know, I don't go to my neighbor for acupuncture. I go to an acupuncturist, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's so I think that the idea of having that team to surround you is really important. And a health coach is just another one of those people on the team. And there are coaches for so many things from, you know, gut health to podcasting, obviously. So like, there's all these things, there's all these people out there that become passionate about a niche, like a little topic. And if you fit into that topic, they are like deep diving on that topic all day long because they're passionate about it. And I think that that's a really great resource to be able to tap into. Mm -hmm. I agree. So how did you know that starting a coaching business was right for you? You know, I think for me, I had been thinking about it for a long time. And to be honest, the, the truth is I put it off for a very long time, probably 10 years of time. Because I, even before it was like a big thing, now it's sort of everywhere. But I think I was putting it off because I was not as far along in my own journey as I felt like I should be to be able to help other people. And it took a while for me to kind of realize that you really only need to be one step or two steps in front of someone to be able to turn back and give them your hand and help them forward too. You know, because in some ways, if you're complete 20 steps ahead of somebody, it's, it's hard to remember what it was like. Yeah. To be in that space. So I think for me, I just sort of jumped in with the skills I already had and just said, you know, let me think about what I love doing. And, and to be honest, I didn't know I wanted to like really focus in on gut health um, mm -hmm. until I was already doing it. And then I realized, oh, I, I love talking about this thing. And I could talk about it for hours on end. People get sick of me talking about it, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, there's something there. You know, there's something there to, to dive into. And mm -hmm. so I just kind of said, you know, if I can talk about it and people are coming to me with questions at my work, I talk about it so much. People often come to me with questions. I'm like, oh, maybe there's something there that I can mm -hmm. foster, you know? And then you go out and you seek the knowledge, the, like the, you know, I, I hired someone to help me learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. So, Okay. And then, so is that what you specialize in as a nurse or do you specialize in something else? No, as a nurse, I started my career. It's interesting. I'm probably one of the, the handful of people in my generation that like, I feel like people move jobs around and I'm in my forties <laughs> now. So 
I've been at my job 20 years this year. I've not, oh, I wow. graduated college and went into this particular hospital and I've mm-hmm. stayed there. And I've only worked in two units in this hospital. I started in burns and plastic surgery um, mm-hmm. and got a lot of experience there, but it was really intense. And then I moved into the PACU or the recovery room. Um, so I'm now, I've been there for 15 years or 14 years or something where it's when you wake up from surgery, I'm the first person you see. Okay. So, <laughs> it's totally different, but it's fun. You know, I, it's like a, it's a, this unit is, it's a fast turnover. So you sort of mm-hmm. see people, you're helping them and then, and then they kind of move on to the next stage, you know, but I'm able to like pop in some of my little things. I, I -hmm. talk so much, like I'm, I'm rather chatty. So people (laughs) often can find out what I do because I'm just blathering on about something. And I've had so many great conversations with people Mm -hmm. in my nursing job about my other stuff, you know, because I just, Hey, what do you do for work? And then it just snowballs, you know, and I, I love hearing what people are doing in their lives. And then, so it's been, it's been really great in that regard. And, and, And so many people are so open to all of this alternative health stuff, when you really get to talking to people that you just wouldn't have any idea if I wasn't talking about it, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, this is like completely off topic, but please tell me what is that behind you? Like, I'm thinking it's essential oils. This, but yeah. Yes. It is. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit of an essential oil hoarder. I, I don't sell them. You'd think I was like some kind of a rep for something, but I'm not. I just like them. Okay. And, you know, it's one of those, it's, it's another like little arm into things I do. Like I just... Mm-hmm. You know, I have all of these like little practices in my own life that I can now, I, now I have an outlet for them. I have a filter to be able to help other people with all of my little obsessions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's cool. Like I, I'm into essential oils, not as much as you, but not to this I level. Do, <laughs> yes, I'm not there, but I do have my own little collection because I like to run the humidifier, especially at night and yeah. everything. Um, so I thought that was so cool. I'm like, I'm pretty sure those are essential oils, but wasn't 100% sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do love them, and they're very supportive for a lot of things everything mm-hmm. from, you know, first aid to sleep um, and anxiety and all these other things that we're sort of encountering all the time, they can be very, you know, is it going to do the same job as Tylenol or something that's like more of like throwing an atom bomb on something that maybe <laughs> yeah. just needed a little, little touch of something. Yeah. It's, it's, they are different, but they can be very supportive at, in your overall plan, which I like. Yeah, I agree. I actually, as you guys can tell, I'm sick, <laughs> but I did a steam treatment and I added in some peppermint oil. Mm. And honestly, that took the steam treatment up a notch. Like I literally felt like it cleared out my entire sinuses <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was like, it was pretty powerful, but I, it's helpful. Like just normally I just do a regular steam treatment, just boil some water, throw a towel over my head and let the steam, you know, yeah. hit my face. But I was like, I need something a little extra because just because I was feeling so horrible and, you know, all congested and everything. And just adding in that peppermint essential oil made a world of a difference. So yeah. I am a firm believer in essential oils. Yeah. I mean, they're just, again, it's like just another tool in your toolbox of things that you can just have at your disposal, even if you only know a little bit about 
three oils. I mean, there, I can tell you three off the top of my head that are good for so many things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just, a, it's a nice to have that in your toolbox. I'm known to keep them everywhere. I use them for patients <laughs> at work sometimes. I'm like, sniff oh, this wow. if you're nauseous, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and don't tell anybody because I'm probably not supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there cool. are studies, yeah. there are studies actually, um, in the medical literature for mm-hmm. certain, um, essential oils that peppermint specifically and there's a combination of like peppermint lavender and a third one i can't remember that they actually are now trying to monetize in some way which is the problem oh that have been shown and they they sell them in these little containers that you can just open and the patient Mm. just sniffs them and it alleviates nausea Um, i i actually had my doula she made one of those for me like it was mm. at the tail end of my pregnancy and the nausea was coming back. And mm-hmm. she's like, just anytime you're feeling nauseous, you just open it, smell it. And it, it helps so much. Like yeah. instead of like going and like trying to take a pill or something like that, like it yeah. was just nice having that on hand. Anytime I felt nauseous, I can just open it, smell it. So yeah, I, those work really well. Yeah. I, I love that. I have them in my purse and obviously mm-hmm. here I have them everywhere and I'm, often diffusing in the house and that I could go on. But yeah, I, I do love them. I like to have all the little, you know, all the little things. Yeah. Yeah. They help so much. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get back on topic. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so how does one-on-one coaching differ from group coaching and what would you say are the pros and cons of each? So I think that, you know, there are, obviously benefits to to each one. And I do like each one for different things. Um, I started out mostly one-on-one coaching and now I'm sort of morphing over to group coaching with a little bit of one-on-one support added. And I think that the biggest difference is often, and this is a big hurdle for clients that, that is helpful, is the cost, right? So if you're joining into a group program, it's often much more affordable um, because your coach can split their time between multiple people so it's it's a lower cost, but the best thing for me, the thing I love the most that comes in a group group coaching program is the community. That ability for because like for me, I prefer also to attend a group coaching for the most part because oftentimes what I don't even know is going on in my head, or I'm not even sure that I'm feeling because I haven't been able to put a word to it. Somebody else raises their hand and asks the question. I'm like, oh me too. That resonates with me. And you can, there's that a lot of that back and forth that happens in a group that I think is really valuable. You know, as humans, we are inherently, you know, want to be in groups. We like community. It's part of our DNA. And so when you, I mean, and think about it in, you know, generations past, all, you know, a thousand years ago, I mean, it was, People were in groups all of the time and you didn't do anything without your group. And I think in today's society, that's a little bit lacking um, with technology. So this is just a way for, to like get around. And for me, you know, I, t- I focus on um, women, mompreneurs. So, you know, like us that are, because I get what that feels like when you go into that entrepreneurial space, it can be very lonely. You can be sort of, you feel like you're on an island and not only does your business need all of you, so does your partner and so do your children mm-hmm. and so does the laundry and every, you know, so anyway, I think group coaching, it's really valuable that, you know, 
that community is there. Um, whereas, you know, when you're in one-on-one, the huge benefit there is it's very individualized. It's very focused on you and your needs, um, which can also be beneficial, you know? So that's, I, I'm moving into a bit of a hybrid model where I, my main offering is a group offering. And then within that, I'm offering some one-on-ones, like subset of that. So. Okay. And for group coaching, like, do you cap it at a certain number? I'm not doing that um, yet. My program is currently rather new, so it's quite small still. I think if it were to get really big, I think you might need to, but I'm also in groups right now that are huge and the value is still there. So I think it depends upon the topic perhaps. Um, And it also depends upon the group. Like, if you have, you know, 40 extroverts who only want to talk all day, like that might be challenging. But yeah, what if 80% of your people are introverts, and they're just there to listen, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, what skills do you need in order to be a coach? I think that's a that's a really interesting question. <laughs> and I'm, I don't I don't know if I have the, the best answer. But I think the biggest thing is obviously, a communication ability, right? So are you a good listener? Do you like to talk because you're going to have to do that with people, you know, and for myself, I'm, I consider myself an extroverted introvert. So I am rather (laughs) introverted, but I also like to talk. But then when I'm done, I'm like, I shut off. You know what I mean? (laughs) So knowing that about myself, I've had to limit the amount of like live interactions I have with people every day, like in my schedule. Um, So I think in order to be a coach, you, you know, good listener, like, like to talk, like to help other people, knowing how to ask questions of another person that will elicit a good response. Because I think that's like the dance, right? Of the coach is, can I ask you the thing that's going to get you to tell me what the answer is actually, because you know it, it's in there somewhere. I'm just sort of helping you pull off all the cobwebs and find it. Mm. You know what I mean? That's good. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I've i worked with a few coaches and like you said, like the best ones, they're not telling you what to do, but they're helping you dig deep and pull out the answers that you already have within. And that is definitely an important skill. Um, and I'm curious for you, like, did you go through any like certification or anything like that before you got started with coaching? So I kind of did it all in one. My training for like all of the functional medicine work and the labs and all the things was part of a certification program with the, um, I'm, I am an integrative health practitioner. Um, mm-hmm. That's the name of the program that I did. So it's integrating like Ayurvedic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. functional medicine, and all, you know, several different things. And then at the end of that program, there was a separate thing. Um, called mastery level, which I did. And that is around all of the mindset work and the how do you help someone get to that place? So it was around the actual coaching of someone. So yeah, and that was really beneficial. There was a lot of group work within that program where you were, you know, live on calls and helping like coaching with buddies and stuff like that. So that was really helpful. Okay, that's cool. I'm sure that was very helpful, especially like getting that experience of 
practicing coaching in the sense, I know that'll make it like a lot easier as far as like transitioning into, you know, running your own coaching program and everything like that. Yeah, I think finding the right program is really is something that speaks to you, you know, um, that program spoke to me, it's not necessarily for every person. Um, and there are there are a lot of coaching certifications out there. And they all are based in a similar um, theories. So mm-hmm. I think that it's really about the practice and going back to the, my original point on messy action, just diving in, you know what I mean? And, and being able to be honest with a client and say, you know what? I don't know what the answer to that is actually. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, let's work it out together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what tips do you have for the mompreneur who is looking to either start a coaching business or pivot to coaching? I think for me, I would say the finding if you're if you're interested in coaching, looking first at do you have the ability to take some time to do it. It takes a lot of time to get certified in whatever it is that you want to do and then begin your business. You know, there's all this back end stuff to starting a business that you need to have time and space for. But the biggest thing for me is around do you have something in your life that you're so passionate about? You could talk about it for an hour right now with no notes. And if you know what I mean? And if you do that's something to build off of. That is a that is a nugget of awesomeness that you already want to share with someone just by virtue of the fact that you know a lot about it, you know? And it could be, you know, you go to the yoga studio every week and you know all the poses and before the lady even said, you know, or whatever, and you want to turn that into, you know, becoming certified in yoga. But it also could be in coaching, like, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. I have a pal who's a, a coach for newly diagnosed uh, celiac kids for the mothers of those kids. Wow. Because it's overwhelming, right? And she's mm-hmm. helping those moms walk through that stressful time. Mm-hmm. You know, here, let me take, I'm just ahead of you. Let me take your hand and pull you on. So there's something that you're passionate about that you want to help others with. That's the thing to focus on and being a coach, I think. Hmm, I love that. That's something I talk about, especially like when niching down is that you want to make sure it's something you enjoy that you're passionate about. Because like when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you're making that choice to do it. And so that means you're making that choice to add that stress into your life because <laughs> it's not all rainbow sunshine and daisies every day. It's hard. You know, right. it's not a nine to five. You're not guaranteed a certain amount each month. You know, so having that passion about it, that's going to be that motivation, that driving factor for you to keep going, to keep trying to figure out how to make this business work. So I love that you shared that. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. I I think that when you have that, like that thing, that passion that's coming from really deep inside somewhere, mm-hmm. it can't help but spill out. It can't help but find the right people eventually, but mm-hmm. those people aren't going to be knocking down your doorstep the first time you put up a website, unfortunately, you know what I mean? So yeah. you have to want to do the hard work and, you know, put in all the extra hours on the front end so that maybe you are going to be more free in the back end, which is what you might be looking for. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, well, as we wrap up, I would love to hear what is your number one mompreneur hack? I love this. And I did not make this up myself, but I cannot remember where I learned this. But the biggest thing that I do for myself, and like I said to you before, I'm very busy. I'm in a lot of different places. I leave blank space in my calendar in two different blocks. I block schedules. So I tend to, you know, I have different blocks for different things. And I leave a block in the morning and one in the afternoon where I don't put anything so that when someone misses the bus, I have a space to go get them. Or when somebody's sick at school and I have to stop what I'm doing and go, I can do that. Or when I just am overwhelmed, I have a space to sit and do nothing or read a book or go for a walk or, you know, um, because I was finding that I was scheduling out every minute of my whole day. And somewhere along the line, somebody gave me that tip. And I'm like, this, I, it was like my brain exploded. I was like, whoa, this is, I don't know why I didn't think of that. But leaving that gap can be hugely beneficial to your mental space. I love that so much. And especially with being a mom and even, it doesn't even matter what point of motherhood you're in, like your kids are going to need you at some point in time. Mm -hmm. So I like that, like just having that built in already in the event that someone does get sick and you have to go and get them. Or like you said, you just need some time just for you, just to maybe you just want to go on a walk or do whatever, you know, just to have that mental break. I That's a really great hack. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, what it, it's you, remembering that like you're the CEO, right? You get to choose how you spend your day. You're the CEO of your business, but you're also the CEO of your home, your home life too. And to be both of those things, you have to fill your own cup first. And as women, I think that can be really troublesome, you know, myself included. So I, I think just leaving that gap for yourself and, and my tendency is always to fill it. So I, I, it's something that I have to recognize and stop, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm getting, I'm getting better because I've made that space in my physical calendar. I'm getting better at recognizing it when I'm doing it. That's good. I, I love that. I'm definitely going to incorporate that. Because <laughs> oh, like you, I, I struggle with that a lot. <laughs> I'm like over scheduling myself 24 seven. So yeah. over committing. <laughs> Same <know>? here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. Um, And before we hop off, just tell my audience how they can connect with you and learn more about your services. Um, I have a website, um, caseyandcowellness.com. I'll, I'll give you all the links. And, you know, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I have a free Facebook group um, as well um, for exhausted mompreneurs. So everyone can feel free to jump in there. Um, and I do have a free guide. I'll get you the link for that as well. Um, the top three tips to beat the afternoon crash and have all day energy. Mm. Um, so I know a lot of people struggle with that. Yes. So that's... <laughs> that's just a PDF that you can um, download that has some of my, my biggest tips. And, you know, usually anywhere in my socials, I I'm on Facebook and Pinterest and all the places, but mm-hmm. usually I've got different things going on at different times and you'll be able to find out what I've got going. And if you download the free guide, you'll be on my email list where you'll be able to capture, you know, you'll be first to know about all the things. So. All right. Well, I will make sure to link everything in the show notes 
Thank you so much for being on the show and just sharing all about your coaching journey and how we can get started with the coaching business. Oh, you're so welcome. This was so great. I love listening to your episodes and I'm just so happy that I could hop on and share something that I hope will be of value. Yeah, thank you. And trust me, this was very valuable. I got a lot out of it. (laughs) Oh, good, good. All right. Thank you. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, mama, I'll talk to you again soon.